Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The makers of Blue Bonnet Wanderer and Tender Leaf Tea present the Fred Allen Show with Fred's guest Monty Woolley, Portland Hoffa, Minerva Pius, Peter Donald, Parker Fenley, the DeMarcos, Al Goodman, his orchestra, and Kenny Delwan. You'll be hanging up a new calendar this week, so start right from page one. Remember the letters FNE for Flavor Nutrition Economy. For the last time this year, I'm about to say those immortal words, and I quote, Here he is again, Fred Allen. Thank you and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Well, Portland, tonight we close our books for the fiscal year. If you have any jokes left over from 1947, this will be your final chance to tell them. According to my book, I have three jokes all told. You mean all told that you haven't told? Hmm? Well, what is your little sneaky one? What is that? What is that? What is, that? What is the first? What is your first rouser you in, have left over? In six... I use the word rouser optimistically at this point. In Poughkeepsie, yeah. two hundred coal miners are out of work. But there aren't any coal mines in Poughkeepsie. That's why they're out of work. Well, certainly. Of you not to have told that earlier in the year, you know, that could have spoiled the whole rest of the year, that one. What are your other two screamers? As the waiter said when he served the horseradish, I hope this covers your beef. <laughs> and, uh, and sure, we've got the doors bolted, you know, nobody can get out. I just want to sit here and take it, you know, regardless of... What a, uh, and your last one? It's about a lady from Boston. A lady from Boston? She said to the pencil sharpener... Don't you know it's rude to point? Well, speaking... I won't even bother waiting. <laughs> Boston, I'm sorry you brought the whole thing up. Speaking of Boston, do you know in the Boston Public Library they keep one room empty? One room empty? It's for the books that are banned in Boston. <laughs> that, uh, that brings us up to date with our uh, uh, non-result-getting lines. Now, what, uh, what is in the news? New York... Just had a snowstorm that was bigger than the famous blizzard of 1888. Yes, I know. The paper said the snowfall was 25 inches. Mama said if it snowed one more day, they'd have to make Admiral Byrd mayor of New York. No kidding. You want to tell the Poughkeepsie joke again? It's just uh, We could have kept on telling those same three jokes. If not... And the snow was so deep in Brooklyn yeah. that the mounted policemen... Stand on their horses. Stand on their horses, sir, to look over the drift. 
Well, I'll tell you, they had a big truck scooping up snow on Broadway. When they emptied the truck downtown, they had 20,000 tons of snow and 14 pickets. <laughs> All the kids in our street built a snowman. A snowman? I passed the YW last night, and four old maids were outside building a snow woman. <laughs> Rules, you know. <laughs> I'd better start uh, footing it for Alan's Alley. What is your question tonight? Well, as the old year comes to its uh, annual close, the newspapers always chronicle the outstanding sports and news events of the departed 12 months. And so our question tonight is, what, in your estimation, was the outstanding event or happening in 1947? Shall we go? As the two billiard balls said when they saw the cue stake coming, let's get rolling. <laughs> And say, the senator has a Christmas wreath nailed on his door. It's an old spare tire painted green with a red ribbon on it. Well, let's knock. Who, I say, who's tickling my lap? Oh, it's you, son. Well, Senator Clegg. Well, son, I've been busier than a nearsighted Mexican trying to pick up two pounds of jumping beans. <laughs> you know, Jeff Stassen demanded that list of grain traders. Half of Washington's gone underground. You mean the grain? Politicians are flocking to cooperatives. Cooperatives? Yeah, they don't even want to be caught with a little corn in their shoes. <laughs> well, confidentially, Senator, did you, uh, did you as man to man now, did you ever speculate in grain? Son, on my honor, hope to die, hope the cattle spit in my eye. <laughs> I had nothing to do with grain since I sowed my wild oats. Well, <laughs> Things around the White House, Senator. Coming, son. Really? Margaret's back home, and yes. this week somebody sent a puppy to the president. The puppy was a Democrat. How could you tell that the little puppy was a Democrat? He had his eyes open. <laughs> yeah, I, I can use that joke, son. I, I'm writing Harry's 1948 campaign speech. Well, I hope it goes better in the speech than it went tonight, Senator. <laughs> Harry may give it something, you know. <laughs> What? <laughs> what is the speech about? Well, the president's going to stop people from cutting down trees. Cutting down trees? Yeah, he don't want the Republicans stumping the country. <laughs> he don't what want them stumping the country. I had the misfortune to have heard you the first time. Tell me, what are the Republicans doing about 1948, Senator? Well, they're calling in Ralph Edwards. Ralph Edwards? Yeah, he's putting on a big Republican contest. Republican contest? Who is Mr. Hush? Well, confidentially, who is Mr. Hush? Tom Dewey. So long, so Tom. Go on. excitement, I forgot to ask the senator the question. Well, I'll ask Mr. Moody, I guess. Howdy, Bob. <laughs> Say, Mr. Moody, you, you sound a little hoarse. I know. I got a cold in the head. You too, huh? Well, how could you, how could you catch a cold in the head? I got a run in my stocking cap. <laughs> uh, well... Before I cut the cat's tail off, I, I was catching cold all the time. You were catching cold on account of the cat's tail? How come? Well, when the winter is freezing cold... Yes? A short-tailed cat don't keep the door open so long coming into the house. <laughs> well, uh, tell me, Mr. 
Mr. Moody, what, in your estimation, was the outstanding event of 1947? Why, the big wind on March 12th. Well, how, how bad was the wind? I'll tell you. Oh, I wish you would. My wife... <laughs> my wife, Labelia, yeah. was sitting in the yard milking. Uh-huh. The wind blew the cow clean out of my wife's hands. You mean... <laughs> your wife? My wife was left sitting there with her hands clenched over an empty pail. Yeah, and then the wind went downtown. Did it do any damage down there? Why, it blew two old ladies across the street before Boy Scouts could help them. (laughs) And then the wind, it went into a sporting goods store. Uh Uh-huh. It so happened that there was 40 moose calls laying on the counter. 40 moose calls, huh? Yeah, and the wind blew them 40 moose calls all to once. Uh Uh-huh. It was the biggest moose call ever heard in Hoosick Falls. The biggest moose call? The biggest moose call, eh? Well, what happened? Why, the Elks Clubhouse jumped off its foundation and come wadding down Main Street. (laughs) How long did the wind last? Oh, kept blowing all night. All night? About midnight, it blew all the knobs off the outside doors. Yeah? I run out. I was fuming. Fuming, huh? I was in my pajamas. Did the wind rip off your pajamas? No, no. Just blew my top. So long, (laughs) Bill. What can happen at this next door? Howdy, Chappie. Oh, Mrs. Nussbaum. Say, you have your overshoes on. I'm just coming back from the movies. Oh, the movies, eh? Radium City Music Hall. Radium City? What uh, What was the picture? Good news. Good news, huh? It is the life of Gabriel Heater. Dancing girls, the rickets. The rickets? <laughs> well, Mrs. Nussbaum, what to you was the biggest thing in 1947? Without hesitating, I'm answering the new look. The new look, eh? But why they're calling it the new look, this to me is altogether confusing. You mean with those long skirts? Where is the look? There is nothing to see. <laughs> well, have you personally attempted the new look? When it is first coming out, I am surprising my husband, Pierre. Oh, good. What was your outfit? With a long, ravishing camel's hair ballerina in a skirt. Yes. I am wearing a raccoon peasant blouse. Yes. Hopping out with leg of mutton sleeves. I see. Over black, seamless nylons. Yes. Is peeking out rhinestone pantalettes. Peeking out. With cinnamon-colored gaiters. Gosh. With this, I am wearing open-toed moccasins. Yes. And overall... A baggy weasel cape yes. caught at the neck with a tootsie roll. <laughs> the ten cent size. The ten cent size. <laughs> and for a staff, I am carrying a buffalo leg. A buffalo leg. What? <laughs> what happened? When I'm coming home, I'm saying, surprise, it is the new look. Well, what does your husband say? Pierre also is saying, new look. New look? New look for another husband. <laughs> to the little shanty on the simulated bog at the end of the alley. Let's arouse Mr. Cassidy. Good 
Good evening. Good evening. Good well, evening. Mr. Cassidy, what do you think? What do you think was the biggest thing that happened in 1947? Oh, so many things happened in 1947, me boy. It's hard to decide. Really? Well, what were some of the big events? Well, no, there was that day in Rasputin Rooney's butcher shop. Yes. A 300-pound pig come to life on the butcher's block. Yes. The pig took the cleaver away from Rooney. Chased him in the icebox and hung Rooney up on a hook. No, that wouldn't be the answer. That wouldn't be it. No. Well, no, there was the night me Uncle Trilby Cassidy put the live wire in his pocket. He put a live wire in his pocket? What happened? Oh, Sparks started shooting out of his derby and both of his legs lit up. Well, that would hardly be the outstanding event of 1947. Wait a minute, wait a minute. There was the day I went to work. You, uh... Oh! People came from miles around. They couldn't believe their eyes. I have to take an oath it was me. Well, Ajax, that... Oh, wait a minute, I have it, I have it. Now, the outstanding event in 1947 was the Big Four meeting in London. Well, that's more like it. The Big Four, no wonder they couldn't agree. Well, you think... Oh, sitting around in them high-backed chairs, surrounded by diplomatic protocol. But... Afraid to cross their legs for fear their stripy pants would get baggy in the knees. Well, look... Oh, afraid to turn their heads for fear they'd cut their throats on them stiff wing collars. How could any four men agree? Well, do you think you can help the Big Four? Hey, boy... I can have the big four throwing their arms around each other and seeing eye to eye in 20 minutes. How? Well, I take the big four into Kerrigan's cozy corner. Yes. I'd escort the big four into the back room. Yes. I'd sit the big four down at a table. And? I'd say to Kerrigan, give the big four a fifth. Goodbye, you. And you keep our sisters. With the pompous Al Goodman atop his podium conducting, the DeMarco sing near you, girls. Sponsor identification. We have just previewed a few bars of Serenade of the Bells through the courtesy of Maestro Al Goodman and 25 men who are playing New Year's Eve in the Catskills, where they will, where they will be known as the Sour Cream Serenaders. And now, ladies and gentlemen, say Portland. Yes. Have you uh, noticed sort of a used fragrance rampant in here? Yes, it's me. 
Well, how have you suddenly acquired this soiled pungent? <laughs> Mama gave me some perfume for Christmas. Perfume? Oh. It's like surrender. Like surrender? And what is yours called? Fight back. Fight back. <laughs> well, uh... It, uh, it certainly is. You are exuding the aroma of a fawn's lair. <laughs> Oh, yes. I, all my friends in radio remembered me. Mary Margaret McBride sent me a wicker muffler with, uh, with the names of all of her sponsors painted on it, seven feet long. It has spats on the end of it. You can walk in it if you like. Jack, uh, Jack Eigen sent me a big toffinetti pina- uh, potato. Somebody sent me a cuckoo clock. A cuckoo clock? Yes, but it's broken. The cuckoo comes out backwards. Can't you exchange it? Well, I took it back to the store, and what a time I had. What happened? Well, last Friday afternoon, I put the cuckoo clock under my arm and started over to Gimbledale's department store. Uh, Well, this is uh, Gimbledale's. I wonder where the clock department is. I'll ask at this information booth. Pardon me, miss. I'm sorry, sir. This gentleman was first. Oh. Now, what is it you want? I want you to show me how to get out of this inferno of humanity. Monty Woolley. Monty, what are you up to, lost in a department store? I am doing my Christmas shopping. But Christmas was last Thursday. I have to do my shopping after Christmas. Well, why? To avoid those nauseating incidents that occur at this season of the year due to my alleged resemblance to that mythical busybody, Santa Claus. You are involved in nauseating incidents? With depressing regularity. <laughs> Just a few minutes ago, a vile little cherub kicked me in the fibula. Yes. He said, I told you I wanted a machine gun. What do you mean, bring me that umbrella? No kidding. Last Christmas, while I was shopping, some little brat climbed up on my back and said, What are you going to bring me for Christmas, Santa? Yes. I said... Little boy, put your ear close to my mouth. And when the little boy put his ear close to your mouth, I bit it. <laughs> Monty, Monty you, you bit the little boy? Yes, and he tasted very sour. He must have had an acid condition. Christmas time, Monty. Everyone is supposed to be gay. Gay? Fred, have you ever thought of Christmas from the viewpoint of a turkey? Well, no. At Christmas time, the turkey mortality rate is staggering. But, Monty... Fred, how would you like to be a turkey? Well... You're running around a barnyard in Maryland with your turkey wife and your little turkey children. Yes. Suddenly a cold hand is clamped over your wattle. Over my wattle. The next thing you know... Your dark meat is being consumed by a total stranger in Lindy's. Monty, Christmas. Oh, Christmas, blah. The ridiculous gifts people send each other at Christmas. What did you get, Monty? A cellophane smoking jacket with asbestos sleeves. Yes. A dozen handkerchiefs with the rude uh, with the word Gesundheit embroidered in the kind of box. Yes. The 
complete works of Ilgot Chase with la Ladyfinger bookmarks. But la Ladyfinger bookmarks? Well, if you get hungry while you're reading, you can eat the bookmarks. Oh, I see. Well, where did you spend Christmas, Marty? I always spend the holidays up at my home in Saratoga. Saratoga? Say, it must be wonderful. Yes, Fred. I have a real old-fashioned Christmas. A real old-fashioned Christmas. Yes, Christmas morning. The minute I arise, I have three old-fashioned. Fine. <laughs> and then I sit down and turn on my radio. You tune in a Yule program? The annual broadcast of Dickens' Christmas Carol. And you listen? I spend an entire hour hissing Lionel Barrymore. <laughs> How can you be so bitter? Well, it's my nature, Fred. As a boy, I took great delight in letting the air out of little girls' bicycle tires. Oh, Monty, you're kidding. I saw you in your new picture, The Bishop's Wife. Why, the whole plot is about Christmas. You and Cary Grant are wonderful. Well, that's why I came on from Hollywood, Fred. I made a personal appearance the opening of The Bishop's Wife. Oh, did Cary Grant come on, too? No. No, but I think the audience was accept expecting it. Well, how do you mean? Well, when I walked out on the stage... Yes? Everyone shrieked, Look, it isn't Grant, it's Lee. Marty, <laughs> I, uh... Nice to have seen you. I've got to scoot along, Marty. I have to exchange this cuckoo clock. Cuckoo clock? What's wrong with it? Well, it keeps time all right, but when the clock strikes, the cuckoo flies out backwards. Backwards? Look, I'll show you. You see? You say that clock came from this this store, Gimbledale's? Yes. I'll get this clock exchange for you. Uh -huh. I have a credit card here. Sure. You won't have to stand in line. You'll you'll be out in ten minutes. Well, don't, don't bother, Marty. No bother, Fred. I'm well known in this, in this store. Yes. The exchange department's on the third floor. Follow me. Let's go, Marty. Third floor. Ah, here comes the floor walker. Floor walker? Yes, can I help you, gentlemen? My name is Monty Woolley. I have a credit card here at Gimbledale's. Oh, yes, Mr. Woolley. What is your problem? My friend here has a cuckoo clock. Yes, it's broken. I'll show you. There, you see? Well, what's wrong with that? The cuckoo came out, didn't it? Well, yes, but it came out backwards. With all those feathers, how can you tell the front end of the cuckoo from the back end? The front end of the cuckoo has a bill on it. Haven't you ever seen the front end of a duck? But you're not returning a duck. One more word from you, and I'll take that gardenia out of your buttonhole and thrash you to death with it. Now, wait a Monty, please, why argue? Monty, I just want to exchange the clock. Oh, an exchange? Yes. You'll just step into that line. Line? I have a credit card. Oh, a credit card? Well, go to the complaint department next time over. Oh, come on, Fred. I'll have to get you out of here in ten, uh, in ten minutes. Well, here's the complaint department right here. Oh, yes, yes. Miss? Yeah? My friend here has a complaint. A complaint? All I hear all day long is complaints. Just once I'd like to have somebody look through my lattice and say, Lauren... I ain't got no complaints. Everything's okay. <laughs> Miss, I am not interested in your sordid and ungrammatical soliloquy. Ah, your father's nibbling. Your grandmother wears sports shoes. And your uncle's got no nostrils. Your mother's left leg is a pogo stick. Now, Monty, 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 please. I'm sorry, Fred, I lost my head. Miss, I have a defective cuckoo clock here. Yes, my friend wants to exchange it. Well, what's wrong with it? Show her, Fred. All right, now look, Miss. <laughs> so 
what's wrong with that? Well, the cuckoo comes out backwards. Maybe he's bashful. This is ridiculous. For your information, miss, my name is Monty Woolley. I have a credit card. A credit card? Why do you say so? Take the clock to the credit window down this aisle. Now, look, Monty, I'll, I'll bring the clock back some other Nonsense, time. Nonsense, Fred. I'll have you out of here in ten minutes. But, Monty... Here's the credit window right here. Uh, pardon me. Right you are, gentlemen, at your service. My name is Monty Woolley. I know. I've seen you in pictures. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. I don't particularly care for your work. That is beside the point. My favorite actor is James Mason. I don't care if your favorite ap- actor is Buster Crab. I'm here on business. I beg your pardon. You want a credit? No, no, it's not. It's for me. I want to exchange a cuckoo clock. The cuckoo is defective. Yes, this is the clock right here. Look. <laughs> See? I say, the cuckoo has no sense of direction. What the, co- uh, the clock needs is a new cuckoo. Have you tried the Audubon Society? The the Audubon Society. This molting, backfiring monstrosity was purchased in this store, Gimbledale. Yes, it was given to me for Christmas. Well, it teaches us a lesson, doesn't it? A lesson? Never look a gift horse in the mouth. He isn't looking it in the mouth. It comes out backwards. That, I should say, is your problem. Quit stalling now. My friend wants some action. Quiet, you. Remember, I've seen you in pictures. <laughs> I have an insane desire to take your toupee off and butter the inside of it. Monty, don't get excited. Uh, why shouldn't I get excited? I have a credit card. A credit card. For your information, you're at the wrong window. Get a voucher at window seven. Window seven, eh? Well, come on, Fred. Now, look, Monty, I'll keep the no, card. No, no, Fred, my mind's made up. I'm seeing this thing through. Well, I can't spend the whole day. I'll have you out in ten minutes. Here's window seven. Uh, miss. Oh, it's your two crumbs again. <laughs> I'm looking for window number seven. This is number seven. I thought you were in the complaint department. Just after you left, I got promoted. Well, look. Look, miss. I know. Your cuckoo comes out backwards. Now, wait. Miss, I have had about enough of your moronic sarcasm. Well, why don't you get in the clock and look out every hour, bristlehead? Your cuckoo. Uh, this insubordinate. <laughs> Is reprehensible. I have a credit card. I demand to see the manager. Where's the manager's office? Oh, Mr. Hathaway, that door behind the water cooler. Now, come on, Fred. No, Monty, I've got to go. I I'll can't. have you out in ten minutes. Say, here's the manager's office. It says Mr. Hesselwhite. Now, follow me. Yes? Mr. Hesselwhite? Yes, but I can't see you without an appointment. If you insist on staying in here, I'll have to turn my head. Uh, my name is Woolley. <laughs> I have a credit card. Yes, Mr. Woolley, is something wrong? Wrong, Mr. Hesselwhite. My friend, Mr. Allen, has been trying to exchange a cuckoo clock for the last three hours. Yes. He has been insulted in every department but women's wear. <laughs> if this is true, Mr. Woolley, heads will roll. I'll get out a memo immediately in triplicate. How about this clock? Well, it's this cuckoo clock I have here. The cuckoo comes out backwards. Yes, watch this, Mr. Hesselwhite. <laughs> The missing clock. Missing? It was stolen two weeks ago. Stolen? Who gave you the clock, Fred? Well, I don't know, Monty. It was under my Christmas tree. There was no tag on a it. A likely story. This clock was part of a $100,000 jewelry haul made by shoplifters. Just a minute, Hesselwhite. I'm no shoplifter. Alan, you'll get 20 years. 20 years? Monty. Don't worry, Fred. But 20 years. I'll have you out in 10 minutes. 
before we remind you to remember Blue Bonnet Margarine and tenderly feel your shopping days, I want to thank Monty Woolley for his visit tonight. Next week, our guest will be Mr. James Mason. Thank you, good night, and a happy new year. Good night. Thank you. Good night. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.